You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Break a Bat podcast where baseball meets Broadway. An attempt to show that my two favorite mediums don't have to live in such separate worlds and maybe even break some stigmas. We're happy to have you with us. Now let's play ball. Hello and welcome to Break a Bat. I'm your host, Al Malafrante, coming at you from the Broadway Podcast Network Studios. We've talked on the show before about hallowed real estate. I think it's a theme that really applies to both the stadium and the Broadway stage. If you're a baseball fan, maybe you'll think of some of the great ones to tow the rubber on the pitcher's mound at Dodger Stadium, or that long line of great left fielders over at Fenway Park. And then, of course, there's the all-stars that have graced the bullpen over at Yankee Stadium. Here on Broadway, there are certain roles that are just synonymous with greatness. I'm sitting next to someone who knows a thing or two about that. Whether it's in the Emerald City, Joe's Pie Diner, or the Cook County Jail, my guest today is as much of an all-star as Sandy Koufax, Ted Williams, and Araldus Chapman. A true Broadway power hitter for nearly a decade and counting, now batting, Desi Oakley. Hi, Desi. Hi, what an intro. The figure, like, think about this. You're like going up to hit, and that's like your walk up introduction or something. Yes. Like that. That'd be something at the ballpark, I would, right? I would definitely hit a home run after that. <laughs> that oh, you've hit plenty. That is very kind. No, I love that. That was that just got me excited. I well, you know what? I was a little nervous that you were gonna hold it against me that I didn't mention the Royals and Kauffman Stadium. We cool with that? Oh, we're so cool. I, yeah, I, that's okay. I mean, you are wearing your Yankee hat here for this interview I today. I am, I am. And and while yes, growing up near Kansas City and now having family in Kansas City, and I that's where I fly in, obviously, because New York City to Kansas City is straight shot. I've only been to a couple of Royals games. I have definitely been to way more Yankees games than Royals. That's actually amazing. So that's like since post-college, you've been yep. to a bunch of Yankees. Oh, yeah. Do you remember, out of curiosity, like as a kid, any of those like Johnny Damon, Mike Sweeney teams, did those names ring a bell? Nope. They didn't win, win much, so you, you picked the right time to start going to like, oh, okay, a lot more games. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> you know, one thing I'm always curious about is, you know, uh, let me ask you, family situation, any sure. brothers, sisters? One sister. One sister, okay. More art-centric house or sports-centric? Um, you know what? We were kind of divided because she did sports, all kinds, and was very good at them. I, I absolutely did not do any sports, like, whatsoever. Although, I definitely was a dancer, and I really was like, and I also was a cheerleader and was like, come on, that's a sport. I have absolutely, come dancing on, especially. Come on. Anyway, um, no, but my sister is def- was way more athletic than me, for sure, growing up, swimming, Volleyball, all of it. So I would say they were we were a pretty divided household because we were both repping, you know, sports and music and arts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing I find that's really neat about you is you're not just gifted as an actress, which is what a lot of people know you for, and a lot of people know you as a singer too. Um, but you're a super talented musician, uh, and I've heard you play the piano before. Yes. Most kids growing up, at least. Speaking for myself, hated taking piano lessons oh, okay. as a kid. So I can definitely speak into this. Tell so me. I I have a, an amazing um, story about how I started taking piano, which is my grandmother purchased one year of piano lessons for every single grandchild that she had. How many grandchildren were there? Oh, uh, 
gosh, like at least 15 of us. It Grandma was insane. Oakley, wow. I know, isn't that unbelievable? <laughs> That's isn't incredible. That, isn't that unbelievable? And so I was the only one that really continued with it. And I have to tell you, learning especially the piano, because I would say learning any instrument is so pivotal to teach discipline and um, just to be able to make, I don't know, especially as a young person to say, I am making sound using this tool and I am making music using this tool. Um, But especially if you are in lessons and you're learning, it teaches discipline, major discipline. And then more particularly with piano, it's, it's, academic because it's basically math. I mean, piano, quarter notes, half notes, learning rhythm, breaking down all of it, it's math. It's mathematical. It's it's also kind of scientific. So it, thriving at the piano will also help you in other in other subjects. I mean, it's it's great. I'm so glad I took it and every day I would be practicing and I would like want to leave and my mom was like, "One day you will thank me." please finish practicing. You have like 10 more minutes, whatever. She was so patient with me. And she would always say, one day you will thank me. One day you will thank me. And I kid you not, I was in college and I was able to accompany myself on, on stuff. And everyone in my class was like, I can't believe you can do that. It's so not fair. I wish I, I could be able to do that. And I, I stepped outside and I called my mother and I said, I have to thank you. I have to thank you. That was you. the moment. Huh? That was the moment. Because it was like, oh my goodness, I can use, because I have the skill that I have at the piano, I feel like I'm more, I just, it makes me much more accessible to when someone hands me a piece of music, which is, you know, Broadway shows, new Broadway shows, learning workshops, auditions. You have to like, you know, you're handed a piece of music and I can learn it in two seconds because of, not necessarily because I'm gifted, but because I know the piano. That's it. Yeah. it it really does provide a foundation in so many ways. It does. Like you said, I mean, you know, what goes into it mentally. Your first, you, did you always know you want to be a performer? No, not really. I mean, I, I definitely always was a performer. Like I was always, like, you know, the singing kid or like the entertaining everyone. But I didn't really decide to do this seriously until I was 16 years old. So, so the piano obviously comes before it did. the passion for musical it did. theater. It did. Eight years before, actually. Um, so yeah, I started, I started playing the piano at eight years old. And then it was about, you know, I guess eight years after that, that I was really like, I want to do this. Um, but I did start writing on the piano when I was, I don't know, 13. Take us through how you get discovered at Music Theater Wichita. Yeah. Yeah, so I owe all of that to the producing director, Wayne Bryan. He's unbelievable. And he, what he basically did is he he took me under his wing. He saw something in me, which I still to this day am a little like, what did you see in me? Like what, I was no like child star by any means, but I think he saw like my passion and my excitement for life and my, I don't know, my, I guess, natural ability to perform. I think that's what I really want to say is like, I was a kid, not necessarily a kid star, and I wasn't like, I didn't really come from a family of performers, so no one was like, you have to do this. But I think what I've always had is just sort of a natural connection to material and a natural connection to others. And so it makes me a natural performer. Does that make sense? Like my mother always told me growing up, she was like, she always said, Des, you're a leader, so be careful what you say. You know, Des, people want to listen to you, so be careful what you say. And I'm like, I don't even, what does that mean? But I don't, it, I guess just... I have. I want to connect to people. It's very easy to get wrapped up in seeing Broadway performers, you know, can, you know, take the Great White Way by storm. Yeah. All these cast albums and whatnot, and be like, oh, I want to be the next Kristen Chenoweth. I sure. want to be the next Adina Menzel, sure. et cetera, et cetera. Um, did you make many trips here growing up? Only one, really. Um, we actually, I lived. We lived temporarily as a family in Montreal, Canada. Um, I was in fifth and sixth grade, and we moved for my dad's job. And we popped down, of course, um, to see a show and to see New York City because we were closer than we would have been, I guess, in Kansas. Right. And we saw Beauty and the Beast, and I will never forget it. Um, it was the year two thousand, and I was I was changed. I mean, for sure. But still in that moment, I would have been, what, maybe 10? Um, I didn't say, I'm. a lot of people who I know, especially peers of mine, they see a Broadway show and then they go, I've got to do that. Right, that's, that's right? exactly They're like, what I was that saying. Is to- I don't think I said that. I mean, really, really honestly, right? I don't think you want me to like fabricate something. I yeah. think I saw this show and was totally moved and was totally like, I loved that, every second of it. 
But I still don't think I was like, I'm gonna, mom, I'm gonna be on that stage. Like, I don't think I said that. I think it's nice that you could connect that memory more so with adolescence then. Yeah, you're, you're totally. moved, but that's good. You could separate the two that I, way. I totally can. And I was definitely a kid who was like, that was amazing. And I would have gone to so many more. But I don't think I was saying to myself, you know, you should do that and you can do this. But I, but I honestly, being from Kansas, I had the most unbelievably supportive family. But I had to learn, oh, wow, you can get a degree in this. Like, oh, wow, people go to school and learn this. Oh, wow, people do this for a living. Oh, wow. Like, I think I had to be taught all of that. And maybe even specifically like spoon-fed, like, Desi, you can do this if you want. And that's going back to Wayne. He said that to me. He said, you can do this if you want. And no one really said that to me. So I'm like, okay. And that's why I have such a passion for um, guiding and, and encouraging young people because I needed to hear that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the fact that you had a mentor like that, I, I think it's just incredible. I did. Now, yeah. you talk about getting an education for this. You go to a school with one of the most prestigious musical theater programs mm-hmm. in the country. Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you remember about you, Mish? I loved it. I loved it, too, because I really appreciated going to a school that wasn't necessarily a conservatory. I loved being like, I'm a real college kid. I'm going to a real football game. And yes, we all had season pass. Like, we did the whole student season pass. I didn't miss a game. Um, Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The first, okay, the first game I went to. Michigan was like doing really well. Um, it was 2011, and we lost our first game to Appalachian State. And I will never forget that all of the upperclassmen were like, "It's your fault!" Like to, <laughs> telling all of us, like as freshmen, "It's your fault!" Like, who are you guys? Like, we would have never lost to Appalachian State anyway. We were all like, I mean, I really think we were all so scared. Yeah, that, like one yeah. of us cried. We were like, maybe we're like the reason why, like the winning streak. And it was amazing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, for us as athletes, so much goes into not only physical preparation for a season, but also the mental side of things. And it isn't easy. Same goes for an actor or an actress. Hmm. They're incredibly similar. What do you remember about, you know, once you graduated from UMich, those early days here in New York? Yeah, they were tough. I mean, it... It is intimidating. And even though I felt prepared and even though my whole existence was in preparation for this, right? Like saving money, uh, getting classes, having the education now in my pocket, even a, a showcase. Michigan sets you up with a showcase and basically says like, here, you know, it's a Monday night and every single casting director and, you know, is in, in Manhattan is watching me sing, you know. So I had all of this prepared. I was so prepared for every sense of the word, but it was it was tough. Um, it was it was definitely like okay. Now I also feel like I'm a really academic person. Um, I really love structure and I really love a schedule. And when I was out from under that and just on my own, it was like okay. Here's this huge city with so many possibilities. Again, especially going back to Wayne, having Wayne sort of take me under his wing and then show me, here's what you're going to do. And then going to college and they say, here's what you're going to do. And then I move here and no one's saying, here's what you're going to do. I have to be the one to say that. Right. I think it was an adjustment for sure. Um, but I learned a lot and and I wouldn't trade it for the for, for anything. It was I remember it was a, such a hot summer. I took the subway in the wrong direction so many times, <laughs> trying to get to auditions and meetings and just sweating and, you know, like trying to look pretty. And then, you know, your hair is you just gross. And I totally, I mean, I remember that summer and I really, I think I really, 
uh, I loved it because it was, it had its challenges and I think I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. What was the biggest challenge you overcame during that time? Um, yeah. So I think the biggest challenge for me during that time was, uh, I guess, the abil- I'm, I'm kind of a people pleaser. And so I kind of, I, I was struggling, I think, mentally with like, if I don't succeed and fast, I'm going to let down all of my professors. I'm going to let down myself. I'm going to let down my family. I'm going to let down Wayne. I'm going to let down every single person who got me here, right? So it was, I think the thing that I overcame the most was, was a mental, like, okay, you can do this. Stay with it. Um, the ability to sort of coach myself. Um, that was huge. That was huge. That's when I learned that, honestly. Yeah. I was going to say so much of it is a mental thing. And, you know, the pressure yeah. that we could put on ourselves, you know, not just in acting or performing, but any walk of life, yep. you know, it all goes back to the way you're wired and, you know, being mm-hmm. a people pleaser like that oh, and, man. you know, thinking that you've got the weight of the world on your shoulders and hopes and dreams resting on you, you know, because in the grand scheme of things, you have success fairly quickly here. That's true. No, it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. I mean, um, it was about five months, five, six months, um, before I booked Wicked, um, which you're right that five, six months is nothing. But when you, I guess I was talking to someone the other day in the business and it's like the abyss, the unemployment, the, like, I'm not doing a job is you don't have an end in sight when that's happening. So that the weight of that unemployment or that fact that I'm, I'm not working doesn't have you know, an end date. So the weight of that is so intense, whether or not it's five months, six months, even a year, you know, it's like, it's still, it doesn't change how intense that is, you know, or the urgency right. doesn't, yeah. doesn't change. Um, but you're right for all intents and purposes, that is a pretty short amount of time. Now, what I think is amazing is that you're cast as the universal swing mm-hmm. for all women on the ensemble. So that's not just the Broadway company. You're it's going true. from tour to tour, tour to, to tour. tour. At the time, there were three productions of Wicked happening, two national tours in America, just in the United States, and the Broadway company. That's how popular at one point Wicked was. And I believe it still is, but the producers just decided to, you know, wean it down to one tour and one Broadway show, which is more, more common. Mm -hmm. That's more common, but it was so popular that it had two simultaneous tours and the Broadway company. And I did all of them at once, all of them. I can't even imagine what that's like. Like, you know, fresh out of college, yes. you're doing this mega house hit that's still on Broadway to totally. this day, which yep. is just incredible yep. to me, I think. I, I agree. I agree. That's uh, that's unreal. And yeah. what I, you know, just from what I'm familiar with as far as your story goes, after your time in the Emerald City ends, you get cast in another mega house name, the Annie Revival. That's right. And it's not just an Annie Revival. You've got Jane Lynch there, height of the glee popularity, (laughs) and you're understudying Uh both Lily Lily and Grace. Grace. Uh Tell us a little bit about how that process comes about, Um, you know, because at this point it's Mm -hmm. exclusively Broadway, right? And you're you're understudying two of the biggest female roles in the in the play. And and that and being part of an original cast like that. And while it was not the original cast of Annie, right? It was a revival, but to build a show from the ground up is fascinating. It, I mean, I was grateful so early in my career to have been a part of, a, of an original cast. Some people go their entire careers and they're never part of an original cast. I mean, it was fascinating. I just sat there like a sponge soaking it all up. I mean, we had some mega heavy hitters in the room. James Lapine directed, um, Andy Blankenbuehler choreographed. I mean, it was like, it was amazing. I just sat there kind of pinching myself and was like, this is happening, but how fast things change and how fast they were like, I have a new idea. And Andy would be like, I want to change this choreography choreography. And the drummer would be like, uh, he'd be like, Hey, can you change the drum hits to like, bum, 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 bum. And he would like, he would just all of a sudden have this idea and like, bam. And he would be changing the choreography, like on the spot, the drummer's like, the drummer's like writing in like different <laughs> drum hits and drum beats. And then I'm, everyone's erasing and changing. And then he's like, okay, again from the top. And we're like, it was that. And energy, you're learning like, on the fly all, like on that. On the fly. So a little totally bit different not. than the, the Umish productions and even the Wicked Tour at this <laughs> right, point. Right. right. It's like, it's all creative and it's happening before your eyes. I mean, it's, Unbelievable. The energy in that room, like you can't, oh yeah, you can't fabricate that. Like, unless you're there, like that is so real. Um, it's 
I feel really lucky to have been a part of an original Broadway cast. Thank you for letting me talk about that because it really makes me feel very lucky that that happened. That is, I learned a lot during that time. Tell the folks at home about the first time you got to step into the spotlight as Lily alongside Jane. Okay, this story (laughs) is so good. So um, it's around Christmas time and Annie is actually a Christmas production. So we had several shows back to back around Christmas. Um, We did have Christmas day off, which was a blessing. But the day after Christmas, we had a matinee very early Okay. And, uh, Jaylene Marcos was playing Lily and I was understudying her and she is a riot. She's probably one of the funniest people I've ever met. I mean, on stage and off. And so she has her, her Lily and it's adorable. So she traveled on Christmas day, which was cutting it close, right? So we had on the next day after Christmas, we had a matinee. So if you traveled on Christmas, it's like, you're going to be cutting it close. Something happened where her flight got delayed, something, whatever, and we didn't know this till later, but she overslept. However, the sign-in sheet, the person, the the way that that, um, we all know when someone's in the building is that they sign in and they have to be signed in. The stage management takes this really seriously. You have to be signed in at half hour before the curtain. And if you're not, you're going to be getting phone calls. You might be actually docked in pay. You'll get a penalty. It's it's really serious because if the show or the curtain is held, there's a lot of money yeah. on the line. Yeah. There's a lot, like they have to take it really seriously. Um, and our union takes it really seriously. So the way you do that is you you look and you see if everyone's signed in. Everyone has their own little box to right. sign in. And at this point, you just show yeah. up there. Do, I'm showing you know. up. I sign. I'm like, it's oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's just going to be just another night. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. okay. No one is supposed to be yeah. out. Okay, so I know that I'm I'm not going to be on. Um, someone, the girl or the the guy in front of J. Elaine's signature had signed in a little too largely, so it looked like J. Elaine's box was checked. Okay, it looks like her signature is is scratched, and I did look at it. It did. It absolutely looked like it was. <laughs> so J. it's J. Elaine, all status quo. She's J. here. J. Elaine yeah. doesn't write. Everything's great. J. Elaine doesn't enter until about uh, 20, 25 minutes into the show. And she dances a, a portion of NYC before making her entrance as Lily. So she kind of dances in, as in the ensemble. And then and she liked it because it would like warm her up and then she'd come in as Lily. So that's about 20, 25 minutes into the show. So somebody recognizes like no one, no one has taken Jaylene's mic. She would get herself dressed. So she didn't have a dresser checking on her. I will never forget. I was eating Stacy's pita chips in the green room, like you do you on, could have done on a the lot day worse. after Christmas. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a good. Pretty, snack that's a right pretty there. good snack right there. Absolutely. I could have been having I don't know like orange chicken or something. Yeah. <laughs> and so I absolutely. Um, they ran into. They I heard over the uh, Jaylene. If you're in the building, please contact stage management. And I said, did they say if you're in the building? So uh, then I start to kind of get, and this would, by the way, be my Lily debut, my principal Broadway debut, my everything debut, if this is about to happen. I've hardly rehearsed. So I'm like, okay, they come, they're like, Desi, Jaylene, we can't find Jaylene. You need to get in costume. So I grab the dance captain. I go, get the script. He's following me with the script and he's starting to read lines because he also understudied Rooster. So he's going, he's like, okay, from the top. Um, and he was also the dance captain. So he was like telling me this, we're running up the stairs. Of course, she's like, of course, in these, these, these old, old Broadway buildings, there's like, I, of course her, her dressing room was on like the sixth floor. So I'm like running up the stairs and I get changed. And he was like, should I, should, should I come outside? Or I said, no, just get in here. I don't care. Like we're going, we're going, we're going. <laughs> so I changed as fast as I could. I got downstairs and he's literally giving me the choreography in the wings. And, and of course, Jane Lynch is, is Hannigan. And the way that Lily makes her date, her little debut into the show, like her entrance into the entire show is she pops her head out through the door and she goes, hello, like that. So she like pops her head out. So I have now, I somehow made it through the dance number before the entrance with David in the wings. Thank goodness. And I go, I took a big, deep breath. I was behind the door and I was like, okay. And I was like, whatever, girlfriend, you're saving the day. So just, (laughs) I said, just go, just go do it. So I popped my head out and Jane Lynch Double did a double take so hard at my face because she was not expecting me. She had no idea that Jaylene was out of the building. No one, no one had any idea. I go, hello. And she, her eyes were as big as her face. And 
she she like could not believe it. And does that freak you at this point? No, because then I was like, I can do this. Like it's great. I just loved that it was her. I loved that it was yeah, her. Yeah. And she she looked alive. Like I mean, she really was there for me. You know, everyone was there for me. They like showed up next to me, and I will never forget. We took our big final bow. I grab, you know, I I grabbed, I think Jane's hand, you know, we take the bow, the curtain comes down, and she looked at me and she goes, Oakley, you are Broadway. That's what she told me. She goes, Oakley, you are Broadway. And I was like, thank you. And of course, at that time, I wanted to like literally crumble into a thousand pieces, but I had done it. I had done it. And then we find out all of these things. And of course, on the stage rushes the stage management team. Look at this sign sheet. Look at it. It really looks like she signed in. It really, they wanted to show me. They felt did, terrible. Did they give it to you as a souvenir? Because right? I, I should think have that kept it. you should have framed it. I should yeah. have kept it forever. But anyway, they just, everyone was mortified and they were just so, it was such a, like a Broadway experience. It was so special. And anyway, I'll never forget Oakley, your Broadway. I should probably get that like, you know, engraved on something like a shirt or a mug or something, something. like that yeah that'd be fun yankee hat a yankee something hat like that. that'd Absolutely. be cool too this one. oakley you're probably i like it you're brought it that's pretty good <laughs> you know not long after annie you do the tour of avita mm-hmm. a little bit of tv work on gotham yeah 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 but you end up returning to your first home over at wicked yeah and you're not just returning to wicked you're taking on Elphaba mm-hmm. as the full-time understudy one of the most iconic roles of all time yeah you know, yeah. after going through what you did with Annie, is you know, does anything top that, or is you know, yes. is is Alphaba? Yes, Alphaba does point? top that, especially making my debut as Alphaba and flying in that levitator and singing "Defying Gravity." What's that like? That is well, that whole is process no, of when that goes up. Yes, it, there is nothing like it. It is by far the best part of the show. Um, it's and it is the best part of the show for the actors too. I mean, it's like. You know, the the music builds. It's a huge part of the plot. It's almost intermission. It's like the end of act one. I mean, it's it's all, you know, it's all her. And so yeah, she goes, I run back into this, into this dark, you know, area of the stage, and there's essentially the levitator is there, and you get into it and it lifts you up. It kind of is like a ooh, spoiler alert. It's kind of like a cherry picker. So one of those like, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. But it can't make that sound, right? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> it's like, you know, um, and you have a tiny platform. So all the girls that have played Alphabet, you can just be like, I'm, I bow to you. They're standing on a platform not much bigger than their feet um, all the way around. It's very small. You can't move, can't make any moves. And you're basically kind of harnessed in. So it's very safe. And even good. when you do like rehearsals for that, sure. you know, they're going through. We're practicing all, doing every like single okay. thing, every single thing. Always yeah. curious about yep, that. Yep, 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 totally. And that's why rehearsals are expensive because everyone's on deck, literally everyone's there to make sure that goes smoothly. Safety is hu- a really important part of Broadway. Um, yeah. <laughs> but huge, 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 huge part of it. So yeah, I will, I actually pinched myself when I was holding the broom and sweating drops of green belting that song on a Broadway stage in front of people. I absolutely made it a point to be like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Like, I absolutely remember that. Take it in. Yes. Right? I you're did. able to take, you're able to slow the I did game it. down at that moment. I did and it. Take it in. I did that. I did that. I, and I don't know if that was purposeful or un- unconscious, subconscious. I don't know what happened, but I specifically, because I can recall the feeling right now. Yeah. You know, the rest of it, mm, I don't know. I mean, maybe I kind of blacked out a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like for sure, that moment I remember. For sure. Coming up, Desi leaves behind her broom for a pie. Get ready for the seventh inning stretch here on Break of That. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, Desi, before we grab a seat at Joe's Pie Diner, mm-hmm. I thought we could play a little game. Okay. It's called the seventh inning stretch, a chance to go into the clubhouse, take a few swings to get loose in the cage for those late innings of the game. Uh, Except in swinging at baseballs, I thought we could do a little bit of trivia. Okay. I'm terrified. And we've got a little prize at stake, you know, if that, that, you know, intent, if that lessens the nerves a little bit, you know, to make you a little excited. That's an incentive for sure. Here's what I was thinking. Okay. Six questions, and if you get four right, you win the prize. Oh, wow. I'm nervous. Now, okay. here's the thing, though. We're going to play to your home here. Half of them are going to be about Broadway. Figured we cover each of your three main shows, but not necessarily all of your characters, just to keep Ooh, things fun. Okay, I like. And well, it's, I hope you have that smile on your face in about a second here. Uh, 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 the other half will be about baseball. How does that sound? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm always up for a challenge. Let's go. All right. What type of pie is a pometer pie? It is a mermaid marshmallow pie. That's right. You're one for one. So I'm just really going to take my time because I'm nervous. (laughs) That's okay. okay. It's more than fine. (laughs) (laughs) What number was Alex Rodriguez when he played for the Yankees? Uh, Okay. Hmm. Now, by the way, my producer, Alan Seals here, he offered to be a lifeline for all of the sports-related questions if you want to, you know, tap to him. Okay. Um, can I can I phone a friend? If you, you know, we don't have, actually have lifelines. I was kind of just doing that to break Alan's chops. <laughs> 13. I was going to guess 11. All right. So you're one for two. That's okay. all right. We got some more questions here. I was going to guess 11. That was, I don't um, know why. It was okay. just in my head. I'm not sure why. I don't know why. Fair. Okay. What was Bernie doing in the cell block tango that led the married murderers to fire two warning shots into his head? Bernie was chewing his gum. No, not chewing. Popping. Two for three. You're batting 667. Do That's I get like extra points because I also did the exact line from the show. That is absolutely okay. amazing. You should. I should just give you the prize right okay, now. Great, great, great. I deserved it. Okay, great. Here's a fun one. What do you call the series when the Yankees and the Mets square off? Or when they face each other? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, specifically them. Oh, okay. Um, this is hard. I don't know. Okay, that's fine. Don't worry. You got plenty you're more gonna questions. Tell me, you're going to tell it to me, and I'm going to know it. Tell, what is it? It's the Subway Series. Nope, didn't know. Okay, wow. Okay, nope. you learned something new every day Fantastic. here on Break a Bat. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> here we go. Life is what when you're thoughtless? Oh, um, fraughtless. Three for, f- three for five. Very good. Okay, I need one more. All right. Oh, now, I, I, I'm going to leave off the how many all-star games that are all the Chapman make question, but he, here's a good one, okay? Make it easy. How many runs do you score on a Grand Slam? No cheating. I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's four. Uh, uh, well, Alan just ruined the game. Thanks, Alan. Alan! <laughs> She was going to guess four, though. I was absolutely going to guess four because I know I knew that one. I was excited to know some of them because I'm not that, you know, illiterate when it comes to baseball or sports in general. But I knew that one. Do I still get the prize? You certainly do. And now, now you know, by all means, the one you have, the little Yankee (gasps) hat you have on looks great. You got me a Yankees hat? 
You did say the one that you have has some mileage on it. Oh, it's so old. I just realized that I left it over there. But okay, great. It's, it's in the, should I grab it for yeah, the, the sake of the show? Okay. Go get it. <gasps> you got me into it. Oh, no, it's behind me. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. Oh, that color. <gasps> Here is your new Yankees hat. Oh, I love it so much. As we move closer to the postseason, it's a, a little similar to the one you have. No, it's a, it's a, it's an awesome color. I don't have this color, and yes, this one has a ton of mileage on it. Because <laughs> I got this the first day I moved to New York City. Wow. All right, you know what? That I mean, granted, that this probably that'll like end up in like the box. Hall of Fame no, one day. That hat, but <laughs> you're so sweet. This should be like in a shadow box. This I should actually. This is awesome. You're the best. Yeah. I appreciate you, Al. Thank you for this. No problem. You know what? I figured that I I did not expect you to come in here with that hat. I didn't so the really. Fact, I didn't really deserve it. it because I. But thank you. Well, you know what? This will be the one for the next chapter. It's a of subway Desi series. Yep. No, I need, to, I need to learn. I, now that I know, I'm I love learn. it. That is so good. Yay! Now let's talk about waitress. Okay. You're no stranger to touring, and you get to take on Jenna for the first national. Mm-hmm. How does that happen? Right. So um, at this point, you know they were looking for a Jenna, and they had not found who they wanted to, you know, originate this tour. And I went in there, and it made a lot of sense. Um, I went straight from that audition room to the Brooks Atkinson to watch Sarah because they asked me to. Um, so that was the first Jenna you saw was Sarah yeah, Morellis. They they walked me into the show, and I remember like, is this how this happens? I emailed my agent, and I was like if you go in for an audition and they really want you to do something, do they just walk you into the Broadway show and have you like, is this like a thing? (laughs) And they were like, not really. I just want you to like, they were like, keep, just keep breathing and just doing what they say and everything's going to be fine. So I watched Sarah and I think they really wanted me to capture just the essence that Sarah brings to, brought to Jenna when it came to the effortlessness and the, I mean, she wrote the darn thing. Hello. So they wanted me to really kind of embrace her, her kind of, you know, take on the character. And so I did, and I went straight to final callbacks and then they gave me the role. I mean, it was really fast after that. Um, and Sarah was in the room and she was so kind and lovely and everyone is lovely. And I, we, I booked it. I'll never forget getting the call. I was like, I think this is going to be a game changer. And it sure was. Was she always someone that you looked up to as an artist since you're, you know, a piano-based musician yourself? Oh, always. I learned I learned on the piano. I self-taught myself every everything from Little Voice, her one of her, you know, first albums, even way back to like her um what is it? Confessions something album. Um I literally taught myself all of them on the piano. She was a she was always the top for me when it came to, you know, my sound. But then it was like, this makes so much sense because that's how I would sing and how I would sing and play. And ever, people have told me that before. You know, they all they either say, you sound like Sarah Bareilles or you sound like Sarah McLaughlin, which is so interesting. Like that kind of chill. I thought the former, but I can also see the latter yeah, too. Like yeah, like I get that. I've, bef- I've gotten that, that before, you know, and I'm like, that's awesome. And so I'm like, of course, she wrote a musical. These are my two worlds combined. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, that's how that went down. And it was, you know, unbelievable. It totally did. It changed my life. The first time you hear the, uh, you know, when she put out the what's inside yep. album before the show opened here yep, on that Broadway, concept album, yeah. you hear all this angst and emotion and stuff. And I'd have to guess taking on that role has to be one of the more wrote has to be one of the more emotional roles that you've ever played. It is. And it probably always will be. It's. There's nothing like it. It's the thing about it that I always talked about over the year was that I felt a huge responsibility to play her because she's so real. She's the every woman. She's the every man. She's she has real life problems that are happening in real homes all over the world today. Um, you know, abuse and neglect and, you know, self-examination and doubt and fear. And I mean, these are just real human feelings, right? So I felt a huge weight of that because it was so real. 
Um, and there wasn't a lot to hide, hide behind. There wasn't a huge, all these sets. There wasn't, there weren't all these lavish costumes. It's me and a pair of sneakers, you know, with some sh- flour. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> and like, sugar and butter. I'm some sugar in the butter. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, no, it will, it, it, it probably always will be one of the, the m- most emotional roles I've ever played. Yeah. One thing I've actually always wanted to ask, and you know, you're really the first person that I've spoken to who's taken on a lead role based on a film yeah. turned Broadway show. Mm-hmm. You obviously want to make the role your own, but you also, you know, you're going to watch the movie with Carrie Russell. You saw the show yep. with Sarah. How do you make it your own while still being true to the character right. and, you know, putting your own spin on it? Yeah, that's so tricky. Um, but I think. So my way of doing that might be different than someone else's. My way of doing that is I only watched the film once. Um, I have an Im- I have like a, a tendency to imitate or to take on certain energies because, again, I'm like a people pleaser. So I want people to be happy. So I will just do what I th- you know the other person did. So because that's what they liked. So in order for me to take a risk artistically, I have to put it away and I have to go, okay, I'm only in my element and I I only have this. Um, I'll use it as a reference, but I try not, that's personal for me. I try not to study it too intensely so that I can make space for my own creativity. That's my personal answer to that. You put out a really great solo album earlier this year called Repeat. Yeah. I know you had put out some great music before, but I think this one in particular is really mature work. Tell us your inspiration behind this really incredible album. Thank you. Um, Repeat is such a passion project of mine. Um, I told you earlier that I've written since I was 13 years old. So um, writing and expressing myself through words and especially the keys has always been a passion of mine. Um, And yeah, I feel like with Repeat, it was like, let's do this the right way. Let's actually go into the best studio. Let's have all of my musicians be Broadway musicians. Like, let's really do this. But I wrote all the music and lyrics. Um, and then I worked with my drummer, who was my drummer during the Evita tour. His oh, name wow. is Adam Wolf. And he's also a Broadway drummer. You know, he does a ton of Broadway shows. Yeah, your whole album had all those Broadway Every, musicians. Everyone that's is incredible. Broadway musicians. It's so cool. I love that. Saying true to you. the neighborhood. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. And I um, that was important to me. And, and yeah, so... I think that I've always written, but I've started to I've started to really take you know writing seriously, and I think that um, I'm really proud to say I, I don't know for a while I, I used to say, well I can't I can't dabble in songwriting because I have to be I have to be I'm here to be on Broadway and I have to be just focused on Broadway. Well, it's like you know what life is too short. Um, I should live out all of my dreams, and one of those dreams is to be a singer-songwriter. So I've sort of started to say, like, I'm taking it really seriously. I um, I consider myself a Broadway actress and a singer-songwriter. This is what I do. And um, I have tons of new material. I was actually just in the studio this afternoon, and I'm, I'm another album is on the way, absolutely for sure. Um, I have, like, bits and pieces of, like, 14 new songs of that, are, that have been around, and um, I write on the fly. Like, I write on the subway. I write... I use the voice memos app in my phone and I just literally record while I'm out. I walk around, whatever is inspiring me. So I've got bits and pieces. And I just need to put them all together. But now I can't even imagine the inspiration that you've had between repeat and this upcoming album, because not long after the release, you take on Roxy Hart in Chicago. First <laughs> show I've ever seen you in, by the way. Yeah. Um, when you compare Jenna to Roxy, it's oh like swinging gosh. from shortstop to a pitcher, two yeah. very different positions, right, obviously. Right. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, it was challenging, but really fun. And I feel like both of them, both women, um, both roles have sides of me. Um, I am uh, a deep person. I'm a complex person. I, I am also from a smaller town, you know, in, in the Midwest, right? So I have a lot of Jenna in me, but Roxy's like passion for life and fervor and her ability, her natural ability to perform, which is what we were talking about earlier, is totally like me as well. So I kind of feel like there's parts of of me in both of them, which is what makes sense. I'm a firm believer as in the world of acting that yes, while we're all human beings that are putting on um, a performance and taking on a role, there's got to be 
a part of the human who's portraying the role inside that role. Otherwise, it won't work. There's got to be. There's just has to be. Even if it's minute or a tiny fraction, I really believe that every single actor can tap into these characters because there's a portion of them in there. Now, so do you take yourself back to a young Desi Oakley in uh, in Kansas singing... I want to be a celebrity, somebody everybody knows. I probably had the tune way wrong. It's been a long day. No, but. good. Yes, I want to be a celebrity, someone everyone knows. I feel like I've never really wanted to necessarily just be a celebrity. That's the difference, I think. Right, an artist. With Roxy, right, but that's a really good point, is that like Roxy does just want to be famous. So this is the portion of Roxy that I can't really relate to. She doesn't care about people. She doesn't care about anything. But I love that you said that because it was fun to play a woman who wants to be so famous. I mean, you know, we all know someone like that. So I uh, I had a lot of fun playing with that for sure. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What are you most excited about as far as your future goes in this industry? Yeah, I'm so excited to keep going. I want to keep playing, you know, um, definitely roles that people know, but I'd love to tackle, you know, a, a new show, a new production, something totally brand new um, to sink my teeth into or to originate, you know, that's really fun, especially being a creator, like writing my own music. Um, I've also dreamt of writing a musical. I've also dreamt of, you know, doing TV. I've dreamt of doing film work. I mean, I have so many aspirations. I'm also, I just am always thinking of other ways to just, you know, create or to, to use my gifts. Um, so yeah, I hope that there's a lot that to look forward to. I would hope so. Now you have really accomplished a lot on stage in the studio, but for these next few minutes, it's about to get tough. Oh, it always, it already was. Uh, No, 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 no. This is like, we're (laughs) going to provide some insight into Desi Oakley, but here's the catch. Okay. I'm going to ask you some questions, but you've got to say the first thing that comes to your head. It's oh, no. a little segment that we do called Fastball Derby. Okay, great. Think of it like this. Ninth inning, two outs. You're trying to bring home that winning run, and Araldus Chapman is on the mound throwing 105. I ask you a question. You say the first thing that comes to your head, and I'm sure whatever you say is going to be great. So okay. Don't, don't put too much pressure okay, on yourself, Okay, okay, right? okay, great, great, great. <laughs> Favorite New York City meal? French fries. Any go-to spot? Um, palm frites. Are we talking like, do you like to go to like a, are you down with like going to like a pub and like, you know, having them alongside a burger? Are you more like, you know, the yes. fast foodie? Type no, 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 no. I want like good, wonderful, like prideful French fries. That sounds really delicious. Palm frites <laughs> sounds pretty authentic too. Palm frites is in New York City and it's unbelievable. And they have like 17,000 different dipping sauces and I Ooh. live for a dipping sauce. That sounds so good. Oh, man, I want some right now. And it's the first time I've ever had someone say French fries. That's pretty cool. Well, <laughs> there, I, you said to say the first thing that came to your mind, and actually all of these might just be French fries. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I certainly hope not with okay, the next great. one. Okay, great. Tell me. Regular slice of pizza, grandma slice, or a Sicilian? Um, uh, it's a regular for me. Okay. Yeah. yeah, regular. Your lucky number? Seven. Good one. Mickey Mantle, one of the greatest Yankees who ever played. Heck yeah. <laughs> Favorite place you've gotten to perform outside of New York? Outside of New York. Um, I performed at the Fox Theater in St. Louis. It's the fabulous Fox Theater. There are like 5,000 seats. And I think that was probably one of my favorite places to perform. Um, and I did Evita there. Yes. And that's not too far from Kansas either. So, true. so that was kind of like a homecoming. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like that. For sure. Your dream role? One that hasn't been written yet. What's on your bucket list? I want to be able to go skydiving. I just don't think it's going to happen, but I really want to be able to do that. Oh, also a hot air balloon. Oh, that's a good one. That's yes. safer, too. It's probably safer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, I hope. I don't know. <laughs> There's a Broadway show about Desi Oakley. Who plays you? 
Oh, wow. It can't be me. Can't, uh, maybe in like the first run, but eventually like, you know. Oh, right. They, oh, no. I'll come back as like a cameo performance. Yeah, and, something and like that. And sell a bunch of tickets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Money-making um, play. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, let's say, let's say, um, gosh, who plays me? Uh, I'm going to say Laura Osnes. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I could see that on the marquee. Laura Osna says Desi, Desi Oakley. Oakley. I like that. I would just be honored. And also we're, we have a lot of you know similarities and she's a lovely friend of mine and I feel like I would trust her with portraying my life. Yeah, there's a lot of integrity with that role. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I like that question. Proudest moment of your career? Um, whoa. Um... Yeah, all of the times that I've taken a final bow as as the leading lady or as one of the leading ladies, like every I can just remember like it's just that final bow, like with the whole cast behind me. Those moments, particularly Jenna, Alphaba, Roxy, like I just have them in my head. Proud. Lastly, best piece of advice anyone ever gave you. Hmm. Um, okay, this is going to be a little cheesy, but my mother has always said to me something that absolutely is cheesy and everybody says it, but if you really break it down, it's exactly what everyone needs to hear. And it is take your passion and make it happen. She would say that to me every single day. She all the time. And it really sums up what, you know, what I feel like everyone needs to do, but especially what I've always tried to do in my life and in my career. Take your passion and make it happen. I love it. The wise words of my sweet, sweet mother. Way to go, Mrs. Oakley. <laughs> Desi, it's been such a thrill to have you on today. I'm sure you'll rock that Yankee hat well, and I can't wait to see what you do next. I can wait for your shows this November, too. I That's appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I had a great time, too. And you know what? Um, that, you know, that'll close out the ball game here on Break a Bat for the Broadway Podcast Network. I'm Al Malafrante signing off. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Break a Bat. This is produced by the fine folks at the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit and subscribe at bpn.fm slash breakabat. You can find me online at break underscore a underscore bat underscore podcast. And you can also find the Broadway Podcast Network on Instagram at Broadway Podcast Network. It's been so great having you here with us today, and we'll see you next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.